0: give you these lyrics cuz i want you to hear that he said i don't think that you can stop me know that you can bring that, that you can never bring me to my knees i don't think that you can hold me cuz greater is the one that lives inside of me his voice is telling me keep going and run right over anything that tries to slow me down think that it's time that i'm that i get rolling and take what's rightfully mine cuz i can't be stopped manipulate into giving up the title i promise victory that's in my bible and I keep going hard until we fly that W. And if you got a problem with that, we dance all over you. Aww. Nothing's too hard. Nothing's too big. Nothing's too tall. We more than a conqueror's in it all. So let the games begin. I'm feeling strong within. I think it's the time to let the world know I can't be stopped. I want to encourage you this morning, let you know you cannot be stopped. You cannot be stopped as long as God is for you, as long as God is with you, as long as you're allowing God. To be who he is in your life, and he said, "Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world." Amen. So now, today, the title of this particular new series is "Let God Fight for You," and we're gonna lay some found- We're gonna lay some foundation, and I want you to get a full understanding of what is going to happen and what we're going to receive from this message. We're going to begin to understand how powerful God is, how big He is, how much He's concerned about fighting our battles, and how we're we have to be willing to trust Him. We have to be willing to yield the responsibility for the things that we can't handle to give them over to God. And see, what's happened is we want to handle everything in our own strength. We want to handle everything based on our own knowledge, based on what we know, based on the things that we can do in our own strength. And a lot of times that gets us to a defeated place. That gets us tired. That gets us frustrated. That gets us to a place where we feel defeated and feel as though we don't have the victory. But the reason is, is because we have not yielded this fight over to God. God says that he will fight for us He will stand up for us He will begin to go in and do the battle for us Now, let's start off with an illustration And let's begin to give some correlation So you can get a better understanding Of what we're talking about How many people in here have ever had to deal with a lawyer? Raise your hand Amen. Amen. Alright, so we're in a familiar place <coughs> A lawyer, an attorney, an advocate, a counselor Lawyers um have a very strenuous and uh, hard job um, to be able to cover and to be able to have the responsibility to stand and fight for us uh, to gain the thing that we may be fighting for, whatever that situation may be. Lawyers have a particular uh, entity that they're responsible for that they may be uh, more knowledgeable in and they will this will be their focus area. You have real estate attorneys, you have criminal justice attorneys, um, you have uh, various different entertainment attorneys because their focus is geared toward that particular area and their expertise and their knowledge and their background is in that particular arena. So in your quest and in your Uh, Journey to find a lawyer there are certain questions uh, that you would begin to ask yourself certain things that you wanted to find out if this particular lawyer was well equipped enough to handle your case was he in a position to be able to give you the best opportunity to win what you were going after to win, to go after the thing that was supposed to be uh, uh, yours and you felt as though it was yours and you wanted to get it and you needed representation (laughs) That was going to have your best interests at heart. So, some of the questions you might ask, uh, 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 and you would, you know, try to get into a, a relationship with people in your circle, and you would try to find a lawyer, well, that had that someone else had an experience with that individual. Amen. Because you didn't you you would kind of go out to the place where someone was familiar that can tell you, you know, if they've done a good job, if they've been consistent, if they want any cases, you know, these type of things that you would ask an attorney. How many cases have you won? Um, how timely are you with responding to questions or inquiries based on my particular case? Um, what is your workload? Um, are you able to handle this particular case that I'm giving you or are you overloaded at this time and you really don't have the ability to handle the case but you see how much money the case can get you and you say I'm going to take on this case but I'm not going to give all my all into it and then you find yourself in a stringent situation where they're not giving your all to best benefit you because they're straining or stretching themselves because they saw the end of the bottom line of what they can get but they didn't really have the time to commit Amen there are lawyers and they are attorneys. There are lawyers that are out there that will begin to do that. And so you ask the question, well, you know, does your uh, assistance look like? You know, how do you have people that will work with you to gather evidence? Do you have people that will be able to go into uh, areas to get information that is needed that's going to help benefit my case? Because you need paralegals. You need people that work alongside of the attorney that are going to gather information, that are going to read documents because your attorney cannot read all the documents that are needed or necessary for you to have a good case and a case that's going to be in your best interest. So you said, well, what does this have to do with letting God fight for you? Because I want you to get into the understanding that when you ask the lawyer these questions, you made a determination on whether you were going to hire that lawyer to be, uh, uh, to be able to represent you in that particular case. And so what I want to begin to correlate with you and let you understand is that, you know, you have to make a decision to allow God to be your attorney. To allow God to be your lawyer And that I need you to understand That the same questions you ask that attorney Are the same questions you need to ask God And I believe in that every time you ask God Those questions, his answer will supersede Any natural lawyer, any natural attorney That has any type of track record God can supersede that Because why? The relationship that I have With my God, with Jesus My mediator, my advocate Is concerning my spiritual walk It's concerning my heart It's concerning my relationship of who Christ is And what he's done for me And so when you begin to look at God And you begin to look at his track record, he's created the heavens and the earth He's a God that had brought Moses Out of a place in the wilderness And raised him up to defeat Pharaoh That's the God who I serve That's the God who brings forth things to pass He's a God that's really He's trustworthy, I can trust him He allowed David to go in and defeat Goliath Even though he was a little bitty child He was a little bitty young boy All he had was five smooth stones and a slingshot But God gave him the strength and the confidence And the courage to win the battle Why? Because whatever is in God God is in in us So that same courage that's in God was a part of David's life So he has the track record That he can represent me And he can gain me the victory Why? Because I can go throughout the Bible And see all the prophets I can see how God allowed the raven to feed Elijah When he was in a need And he did not have the things to sustain him I can go throughout the word of God And see how God provided a way of escape For Paul and Silas when they were in prison because they chose to praise God and sing praises unto God and it said that the prison doors were open and all of their chains were broken and not only that but other, other, the other prisons were also free. Why? Because that's the power of God's presence. That's the power of God's ability to represent you when I can't represent myself. So when I get into a tight situation and I get into a situation where it seems as though I don't know how I'm going to get out of it how am I going to win the victory? That's when I begin to call on the name of Jesus. That's when I begin to call on God. But there is a Prerequisite before you can call on him because everybody's not his child. Oh. Right, right, right. Come on, come on. <sighs> Holy Ghost, you're about to give me the patience, give me the wisdom, give me the time, because I got so much to cover and I gotta get you this because I need you to have this foundation. Alright? Yeah, so now there is a prerequisite in order for you to even have the opportunity to even go see if God will be your representative. See, it's not like when you go pick the lawyer, because the lawyer, you can, if you have the finances or the resources, you will get covered if this particular lawyer is the one you want to choose, if you got the resources. Money talks in the natural world. Let's just be real. Money talks in the natural world. But in the spirit world, if God is going to be for us, God has already offered up himself to be a sacrifice for us, and he has already paid the price. So I don't have to pay anything, but I do have to be in the family. God is not representing anybody that he's not related to. Oh, I'm not going to get no help in this here church today. God can. In a position to cover you or to represent you if you're not on the same playing field that he is in that you have not understood that it's going to take Romans 10 9 and 10 in order to get you engrafted into the family and Romans 10 9 and 10 says if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord that he died and that he rose on the third day he said I shall be saved so now that is now the open door for God to come in and have a responsibility to represent me when what the accuser of the brethren I'm preaching better than you shouting right now I'm telling you this thing is going to get gooder and gooder I feel that Holy Ghost in the house so let me help you so now because I need representation because the accuser of the brethren has been loosed in the earth realm so now I'm talking good I'm talking fast but I got to give you scripture to back this thing up I don't want you to think that I just gave you what was on the top of my head and what my opinion was I want to give you what was said the Lord according to the scripture so there is an accuser of the brethren. I want you to go to Revelation. So let's go there. Open your Bibles. You need it. Oh. I'm just laying a foundation today. That's all. That's all we're gonna do is lay a foundation. Roman, I mean Revelation, chapter twelve. Oh, this is good. Revelation 12. I'm in the amplified version. Revelation 12 Because I need you to understand That God has given us The power The ability To trust in him And to believe That he can fight for us But just as I said We've covered the prerequisite That is That we have to be a believer We've confessed with our mouth. We believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. So now he has a responsibility toward me because Jesus has died for me. He's paid the cost. He's redeemed me from the curse of the law. He has bought me back. He's redeemed me. He's covered me. And so now I need you to understand that once you transfer families. Wow. 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 That's it. See, once you transfer from one family to the other, there are now new rules and new regulations there are new guidelines there are new things that come and notice that when you changed families that when you used to be on the same accord with the enemy there was no friction there was not a lot of stress there was not a lot of burden because you know we drank Hennessy together we drank vodka we drank Ciroc we we parted we popped bottles together you know we went to the club and we did you know what we do together you had a dance partner when you were in the world you had somebody that was always there to go and hang out with no matter the hour no matter the time you can get off at three o'clock in the morning and say look there's a five o'clock bar that's still open and they'll say you know what I got two hours I can go do it because I ain't got to be at work till nine o'clock I'm gonna make the sacrifice because the club be juking at five o'clock hour That thing is gonna be pop when you were in agreement with that you didn't have no arguments about making the sacrifice When you were in that family But when you transfer families And now you come into the family of God Mm -hmm. That same person you used to dance with Is the same person that's coming to accuse you Of who you think you are now Oh you saved now You think you're better than me now Oh you're a holy roller now Oh you all that in the bag of chips Oh you saved sanctified people with the Holy Ghost now Oh you think you're too good to hang out with us now You think you're too special You think you know because Jesus is on your side And they give you all this stuff But last week you was dancing with me Oh my God. Yes, indeed. So now, because you have transferred and now you've gone into a new family, now that enemy has become an accuser of the brethren. So now let's look at Revelation 12, starting at verse 7. I'm in the amplified version. Is that all right? Amen. Here we go. Verse 7. It says, And war broke out in heaven. What? Jesus. Michael the archangel. And his angels waging war with the dragon Mm -hmm. The dragon and his angels fought But they were not strong enough and did not prevail And there was no longer a place found for them in heaven And the great dragon was thrown down The age old serpent who is called the devil and Satan He who continually deceives and seduces the entire inhabited world He was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom dominion reign of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the what the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night. And they overcame and conquered him because the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith even when faced with death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them in the presence of God. He says, Woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you in great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time remaining. That's good. So, because Lucifer, Satan, the devil, has been cast out of heaven, yes. he has an attitude with us. Come on. Yeah. Wow. He got a whole attitude with us. He's constantly tripping on us. He's on. constantly having an attitude with you. Do you not know that there? Do, don't you don't you get kind of irritated when people that have an attitude with you for no reason? Yeah. Come on. And you'll be like, what did I do? I didn't say anything. I haven't even talked to you in like two weeks. I ain't seen you. I ain't seen your family. I I don't know nothing. And you just got a whole attitude with me. So this is how Satan operates. He is an accuser. He has an attitude with us because now we are promised to take the seat he had. Come on. So he is envious, he is jealous, he is angry, he is in a position where he wants to get you to the place where he's going. Yes. Oh, he's promised the lake of fire. Yes. Oh my God. And so his whole thing is to constantly accuse us before God and to bring up accusation. But the Bible says that we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb. See, he doesn't understand that even though he's the accuser, of the brother, he's been cast down into earth, that God has already given us representation in the earth that even though he's accusing us in heavenly places, God said, I'm giving you grace on the earth realm so that I can now give you the blessing so that you don't have to pay the penalty of the sin that you commit. He said that if you would confess your faults, if you would begin to ask God for forgiveness, he's faithful and just enough to forgive you and clean of all your sins, oh, i ain't gonna get no help yeah, in the today. Yeah. Come on, come on. That's it. So he's accusing us yes. constantly. Yes. Now I need you to understand that that he's going he's constantly accusing you. So as long as you're in this earth realm, and as long as the enemy has not been into, we've not he's not into this lake of fire, he's on his assignment of accusing us. Yes. So you ask yourself, why is it that when I got saved, all this hell broke loose? Because he's accusing <laughs> you of things yes. and bringing accusations against you. And he's loosing wrath on you. All right. The Bible just said it. He said he's loosing wrath on the children of God, on the believer. So you have to understand in this particular battle, I don't have the strength or I don't have the ability or the knowledge to be able to handle and fight this accuser God has created in this image and so God has the power to defeat and destroy him because God is the one who is the, who has the all power, he has all knowledge, he has the ability, he has all the history in him that he knows everything that comes against him he's able to defeat because yeah. it said there was a war in heaven and Michael in the archangel he said that even though this dragon, this Lucifer, this Satan, this devil—he was big, bad. He said, "When his in the early verses he said, when his tail swung, a whole half of that stars had failed." Wow. I need you to read the scripture. Wow. wow. Letting you know how large he was, yeah. how big he was, and how much power he had. But he's not more powerful than God. Yeah. And notice this—I want to help you because I want you to understand how weak the devil is, because we give him too much play and too much power. Yeah. Notice this. God didn't deal with Satan. He sent his angels.
1: Come on. Come on. Come on.
0: Come on. Come on. This is why you have to put your angels at charge for yourself. You have to put your angels on assignment that they will go and begin to fight the battle. God said I don't have to come off the throne for this joker, this dragon, this little peon is nothing to me. I am the one who has created the heavens and the earth. All I can do is send forth Michael the archangel and his angels that rode with Michael. Michael was the captain of the army and Michael said rise up we got something to do. We got somewhere to go. What is that Transformers like rise up? You know transforming you know Optimus Prime will begin to call for the bumblebee he said rise up We got stuff to do with these Decepticons And so the angel of the Lord began to rise up And Michael the archangel said We got somebody we got to deal with Because God got some imps around here That think they real big, real mighty, real strong But they can't handle my God Listen I got too many scriptures to cover And y'all shouting too good Amen Listen, Go to 1 Peter chapter 5 I can't stay in Revelation and break all that I can't stay there I got to go to 1 Peter We got too much to cover Come on First Peter chapter 5 I'm laying a foundation, that's it. Amen. Amen. So I want you to see that God wants to fight for us. Amen. And God wants to defend us and protect us. Because this enemy, Satan, the devil, he's an accuser of the brother. Now listen, we're in 1 Peter chapter 5, right? Amen. We're still in the amplified version. Let's start at verse 8. He says, be sober, well balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, y'all missing this. Come on, that's good. God said he's not even my enemy anymore because I already defeated him. He said now he's your enemy because he's been cast out of heaven and he's in the earth realm causing havoc. Y'all got to pay attention to the scripture. Let me read it again because y'all missing this. Come on, come on. He said, be sober, well-balanced, self-disciplined, be on alert and cautious at all times. Why am I got to be on alert? Why I got to be cautious at all times? He says, because that enemy of yours, yeah. the devil. Y'all don't want to see anybody even saying his name no more. Um, he's the accuser. Uh, he's, he's the enemy. Uh, he's, he's the one that he was losing. He is the enemy. He is the one. He is the devil. 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 The D E V I L. Now, if you drop that D, what does that spell? Devil. Ooh, that's a smart class up in here today, the day, boy. Y'all get an A plus already. Nigga hear me. Boy, I'm telling y'all, if I have an extra change, I'll get you tick, I'll give everybody an apple to everybody a little, you know, a little snack or something. But y'all a good class. I mean y'all a smart you I do that up here. If you drop the D, what does that spell? Evil. Evil. See, the devil is evil. Yes, it's yes. in him, it's in his name. Amen. Wow. He said that enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But verse 9 says, but resist him, be firm in your faith against his attack rooted, established, immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world he said you do not suffer alone, he said after you have suffered for a little while, I need you to hear this he said the God of all grace who imparts his blessing and favor who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ will himself complete, confirm strengthen Establish you Making you what you are to be Oh my God what? That thing right there just blessed my whole life I, 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 y'all, y'all missed that Because you really didn't shout with me Like I wanted you to shout with me Because I need you to hear that one more again He said After you have suffered For a little while See Suffering You cannot be in a fight And not get hit I know God is. Fighting for us, but you have to understand something: that as long as I'm in the fight, that there is going to have a, there's opportunity that the enemy is going to get some blows in on me. Come on, come on. I need to just fess up to that because he said this enemy of yours. Yes. He said to resist him. Yes. See, you got to understand: if you there's, he's lining things up and he's giving you instruction because I I promise you, I don't want you to let him wear you down. Wow. Where you give up on God And you get into a defeated place You're going to get hit baby Because life is going to throw some stuff at you That you ain't never seen before You've never experienced before You said, why I got to go through that What happened? Where did this come from? How did this thing I wasn't expecting it Because life got some uppercuts That you were not looking for He said after you have suffered For a little while He said just for a little while Yes. Yes. See, I know it. I've been going through this for 15 years, Pastor. It's too much. Yes. God said for a little while. Yes. Yes. Now you, I don't want to go to a sidebar, but if it's been 15 years, you got to find out how you've been fighting. Wow! Come on. That's good. That's good. See, yeah, that's good. And the reason why you, your little while has become an extended while wow. is you have to find out who's been fighting for you. Yeah. See, you hired some attorney that was a jack yeah. person that had an office made out of a cardboard box and he had a little sign up that said, I am an attorney. Wow, wow. And you took him on to represent you. And you didn't choose the God who is greater than all. So listen, let me finish reading this. Listen, he said after you suffer for a little while, he said the God of grace who imparts his blessings and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, he will himself, listen, will himself complete, confirm, strengthen and establish you, making you what you ought to be. To him be dominion, power, authority, sovereignty forever and ever. Amen. 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 I could actually close the book right there, but we're not. (laughs) I'm telling you, that thing right there he just laid it out. He said, I'm gonna make you what you ought to be. So the fight that you're in with the enemy is a it has purpose. Yeah. Come on. Yes see I know they told you that once you got saved everything was going to be peaches and cream I gave my life to Christ and everything was gonna be swell you know and you know and I was gonna have you know everything I wanted and I could just pray and God was gonna send it down I needed x amount of money I could just pray and God was gonna send it down a thousand dollar out of heaven it's gonna fall from the sky I could shake the trees and I could get what I want no that's not what this thing is about the enemy is trying to get you back in his family He wants you to get back on his playing field. And so because you have changed and you have been transferred into a new family, you have to be willing to fight and to guard yourself and to keep yourself. Because the very thing that comes your way, he said, this thing is going to bring out the best in you. It's going to make you who you ought to be. So in other words, if I don't endure the fight, I'm not going to become what God wants me to be. So I'm going to now circumvent and I'm going to give up what God wants me to be because I don't want to allow God to fight for me. I don't want to have the understanding and the power to know that God has positioned me that he can win the victory for me. Yes, he, can. he said he's going to be my comfort. He's going to be my strength. He's going to be the one that's going to do that for me because his grace is so sufficient for us. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So listen, let's go. We got, I told you we got a lot of verses today. We did First Peter chapter 5, right? Yeah. I'm just building the foundation. Now, we talked about that lawyer client relationship, right? This is what we built on. And you got to be able to trust your attorney. <laughs> because you're going to tell your attorney some things that you won't tell other folk if you're expecting to win the case. Because there are certain rules in the, with the lawyer client relationship, it's called confidentiality. <laughs> there are Clause that attorneys have to Abide by in order to Represent you appropriately And so When you get into that area it can Become real sticky Mm -hmm. But with Jesus Mm -hmm. he is Our advocate Now you ask yourself you said what is an advocate An advocate is a person who Comes to our aid or pleads Our case to a judge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what an advocate is an advocate is someone, he says, is a person who comes to our aid or pleads our case to a judge. That's what attorneys, lawyers, that's another synonym word, is an advocate. And Jesus has become our advocate. Yes. He's our advocate because the accuser of the brethren is constantly coming before God, laying out accusations against us, and now Jesus has become the advocate. He has become our aid, and he pleads our case, and he has constantly going back to God and telling them, not guilty, Mm -hmm. not guilty not guilty why because we've asked God for forgiveness and God has his blood has been shed we have accepted him as our personal as as our personal Lord and Savior according to Romans 10 9 and 10 and he is our Lord amen, amen. amen. so now let's look at first John chapter 2 miss don't check one of the mic one of the mics is on because I'm getting that feedback like I was last week make sure the mics are off first John we're going to the NIV now. 1 John chapter 2, yes. verse 1. He says, my little children, believers, dear ones, I am writing you these things so that you will not sin and violate God's law. And if anyone sins, listen to this. We have an advocate. Who will enter oh, I'm sorry I'm reading from the Amplified Version. I apologize. That's good though. It's, it's good. Let's read the Amplified. First John chapter 2, verse 1. I'm in the Amplified Version still. My little children, believers, dear ones, I am writing you these things so that you will not sin and violate God's law. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate who will intercede for us with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, the upright, the just one, who conforms to the Father's will in every way, purpose, thought, and action. And he, that same Jesus, is the appropriation for our sins, the atoning sacrifice that holds back, listen at this, the wrath of God that would otherwise be directed at us because of our sinful nature, our worldliness, our lifestyle. And not for ours alone, but also for the sins of all believers throughout the whole world. Didn't we just read about the whole world and that other verse that we were talking about? That the enemy is going about, the whole world seeking whom he may devour. Yes. So God is our advocate. He is the one that is going to be the mediator. He's going to be the one that's going to stand in the gap for us. He's going to intercede for us. So now, let's go to Romans. Uh, we did, we quoted Romans 10, 9, and 10. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. we almost there. Amen. I'm just going to build this foundation today. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's go back to the NIV and we're going to read verse 21. Let's start reading at verse 20. We are therefore, verse 20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, I need you to understand that God has given us the ability through his son, Jesus Christ, that he has given up the, he's given the sin offering. He became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. In order for God to fight for us, you have to understand that you have been made righteous through his blood. You've been made righteous through your faith in him. And if you don't understand that, you won't uh, put yourself in a position where God can fully engage the enemy that's trying to destroy you, that's trying to come against you, that's trying to pull you back into the things of old. So we have to recognize that we're in God's righteousness through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen and we have to recognize the, the the price that God has that Jesus has paid. He became sin who knew no sin. He didn't know any sin, but he became sin for us. Amen. 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 Let's go. Romans chapter 8. I think we got two more scriptures and then we're going to close it for today. Romans 8 Because these things have to be established for you to understand that God is going to fight for you. Amen. Because these things are tricks that the enemy will play. He'll make you think that, okay, if you sin, there is no coming back. If you fall short, that God can't forgive you. If you miss the mark, God can't, his mercy, his grace is not sufficient to cover. See, that's the enemy's deceitful assignment. He he said he's a deceiver. Mm -hmm. When we read the scripture, he's a deceiver. He's trying to deceive us out of our promise. He's trying to deceive us out of the blessings that God has promised us and the things that he wants to give us. That's his assignment. And if he gets you to that place to get frustrated, get weary, get tired, you will forfeit what God has for you. Because you'll say, you know what, it's too hard. I can't do it. The enemy has too much pressure on me. And we give up on God. And we find ourselves sitting at home Sunday after Sunday, week after week, month after month. And you say, you know what, I don't love God no more. I don't love church no more. And you got to be like, what? You don't love God? What's wrong with you? That's what you got to be like. So Romans chapter 8 verse 1. I'm in the NIV. He says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Amen. There is now therefore no condemnation. So every time the enemy's trying to accuse you, you got to remind yourself that there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes. Not listen. Not who believe but are in him. Yes. That's right. That's right. See, there's a lot of folks that may believe, but you got to be in Him. Yeah. See, in Him means that I follow after Him and I'm desiring and I'm operating toward becoming like Him because I'm in Him. Yeah. See, you've got to be in Christ. You have to be in a, have a mindset that I daily want to, my flesh has to die and every day daily I want to become closer to Him to, more, to walk more like Him, to talk more like Him, to be more like Him because I'm in Him. See, I, that's what the reason in the promise with the world, it came Recognize whether you really say or really are a believer because you don't really represent being in Christ because they constantly see you in the world. Oh. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. There has to be a distinction and a separation. Come on. There has to be a distinction and a separation. And you have to ask yourself, well, God, why am I not reaching my full potential? Wow. What's hindering oh. me? What's keeping me? Yes. Am I fully in Christ? Yes. Try my best. See, you you have to be striving to Come this. Yes. See, ain't nobody perfect, but you should be striving to be better than what you are. Teach. Teach. Even though you know you, I know I know I know you got it good. I know you got it. Everything is good. You know, hey, your house paid for. You got two cars. You got a cat, a dog, a goldfish. Your kids is off at Harvard and Yale, and everything is good. They got full ride scholarships. Your grandkids is in Ivy League schools. Everything is good. Yeah. Amen. But what happens when your emotions get out of whack? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What happens when you? When you, when, you, when you make the wrong move and the wrong decision because yes. your flesh was weak yes. Come on. Oh, teach, teach. and we get caught up with various things and issues and circumstances what happened when you cursed out your boss and then they said you know what there's your pink slip because we didn't operate in self control and self discipline so we have to be in a position where Christ has to be in us we have to be in Christ and the works of Christ have to be manifesting in us so let's go, we did, or let's, I, was, I was supposed to read to verse 4, I'm sorry. So verse 3 says, For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit. You have to live according to the spirit. That's what being in Christ is about. Amen. Living according to the Spirit. Because the flesh is contrary to the Spirit. There is enmity between the flesh and the Spirit. Amen? Amen. That's good. Ooh, that's good. Let's go to Galatians. And then we got one more verse. Because I'm telling you, the power of God is in this place. And he told me to remind you all of what was said on Thursday night. God said, be be in a position to hear his voice in this hour he spoke. He reminded me when I was sitting in praise and worship he said it in Thursday night Bible study he said that we have to be reminded to hear his voice he said God we have to hear his voice and yield to his instructions God is going to give us some key things to do some key things that we have to be responsible for and we have to be in a position to be obedient to it because God is speaking to us I know you're trying to deny it because the Holy Ghost is really edging you on the Holy Ghost is really trying to get your attention. And you keep trying to say, no, nah, that ain't God. Uh, no, nah, it ain't God. And you're going back and forth. But God is really dealing with you in this hour. He's really dealing with you concerning some things. And you have to be obedient because he said to hear, to hear his voice. Amen. So let's go. Colossians. Colossians. What y'all want to do? Colossians. Colossians. Galatians it's not Galatians with a G. It's Colossians. Colossians with a C. C O L O S S I N S. Colossians. I A N S. Colossians. This class is turning into a bad class. Messing up y'all apples and snacks. I'm telling you, y'all was doing good earlier. I told you, you, cannot, you cannot correct the teacher. <sighs> Listen, we almost there. Come on. Colossians chapter 2. In the NIV version, we're going to start reading at verse 13, please. Are you there? the lord class you're doing well now you're trying to redeem yourself amen he says when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh that's when i was operating on that enemy's playing field i was in the devil's family i was in that uncircumcised flesh he says god made you alive with christ he forgave us all our sins listen he forgave us all our sins having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross and having disarmed, listen at this the powers and authorities he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross God is fighting for us because he has already disarmed the powers and the authorities of the he said, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away. He nailed it to the cross. It's been nailed to the cross. So you have to remind the enemy when he comes and he tries to accuse you, he said, You know what? It's already nailed to the cross. He's trying to come at you with some foolishness, it's already nailed to the cross. He's trying to make you feel guilty, he's trying to make you feel condemnation. He's trying to make you feel insignificant, like you're not worthy of his blessing. It's already been nailed to the cross. He's trying to take you on an emotional roller coaster, give you mental anguish, make you feel like you lonely because Thanksgiving coming up and you ain't got nobody to bake a turkey for. Let him tell you something, it's nailed to the cross. He's trying to make you feel intimidated because you know your best girlfriend just got and then y'all Christmas coming up and they getting a new house and they getting a new baby and all the other stuff is going on and you're still lonely in your one-bedroom apartment and it seems like you can't get to the next level, it's nailed to the cross. You need to tell the enemy and let him know it is nailed to the cross. Because why? God is going to fight for me because I'm going to stand up and I'm going to take my rightful position. I'm going to believe God's word. I'm going to trust in his promises that he is more than a conqueror. He is more than I can ever think of, ever I can imagine. He is all power. I no longer can fight this thing on my own. I can't fight in my own strength. I can't fight. These tears ain't making no difference. I keep crying. All I'm doing is wasting tissue. I need to change my mindset. I need to get out of this dry place. I need to get up out of this dead, this band of affliction. I need to get out of this pity party. I need to get myself together and say, if God be for me, who then can be against me? Let, let me help you. You need to stop doing God like you do that ferocious dog. You try to hold him back so he won't get loose. No, you need to let the devil let the dogs loose. Let the dogs loose. Let the dogs loose. Let that big bull loose. Let that dumpin' pigeon loose. Let that thing loose on the enemy. You trying to hold God back. Tell so my God, don't do it to him. No God, I need you to annihilate. I need you to destroy. I don't need to have any remembrance of the thing that tried to afflict me, that had me bound, that had me messed up. I need that thing to be taken out. God said, sick them. Sick them. You just need to sick that thing on God. Trying to hold back that thing and God said, I'm ready to fight for you. You need to loose them dogs and let them go to war for you. Let them go to battle for you. Let them tear a whole hole in them. Oh, God wants to destroy that very thing that tried to inflict you that had you bound had you in a place of heaven sorrowful, being sad God said no more do you have to live like that God said if you would just trust me He said if you would just trust me He said if you would just trust me, said, if, you just trust me if you let me in the ring I guarantee you I'll win He said I don't know about it. What, what about it? Double jeopardy tried twice for the same crime. Oh my God. Because God has redeemed us. Amen. Listen y'all, we got one more verse y'all before we can close. Now, listen. Another part of this word advocate because I want you to understand who Christ is. Uh, Advocate offers support, strength, and counsel and intercedes for us when necessary (laughs) see sometimes I don't know when it's necessary that I need an intercessor but Christ is there waiting to intercede on my behalf see I don't always know when I need a helping hand because I've been trying to carry the weight and the burden on my own but God said he'll step in and intercede for me he'll help carry my burdens and so now you gotta understand He's an advocate. He offers support. He offers strength. He offers counsel. Now, in order for us to maintain and maintain the relationship that God will fight for us is found in we're going to go to 1 John. God is not going to fight for you if you're not going to own up to your own mistakes. See? A lot of things what goes on in the 21st century is not what happened when I grew up. In the 21st century of parenting, your baby can be dead wrong. And that mama brought up to the school and cussed everybody out from the teacher to the principal to the janitor. And they were wrong. When I came up, your mom or dad took out time to find out what really happened. I got some people that's over 30 in here yeah. listen come on come on they would go up to the school and have an actual conversation with the teacher and if it would have been deemed that what the rule had been set in the class based on what the teacher said look so can I just talk about me let me just talk about me so, the teacher had said you cannot spit any more spitballs. I used to make spitballs and put them in a straw. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to help y'all. I was in you're seventh free. grade, Mr. Jock's class. Yeah. I'm going all the way back yeah. because yeah. I got in yeah. constant yeah. trouble with this because I was spitting spitballs. We used to have spitball spitting competitions. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm trying to help y'all get delivered. <laughs> so, you would tear your notebook paper up and you would put it on your mouth, that balled-up piece of paper, and it. Put it on your mouth. And we would take straws from the little corner stove that we went to that morning to get our drink of juice. And we'd come to seventh grade class, Mr. Jock's class, and Mr. Jock would be writing at the board with his back turned, and all of a sudden, you hear, you see one flying in, and it was smack dead on the chalkboard. Mr. Jock would turn around and Who's spitting them spitballs? <laughs> see, his back was turned. He didn't know. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, I got some. I got some witnesses. I mean, y'all, y'all yeah. understand me? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I got yeah. one witness up in yeah. here.
1: I, see, I know
0: Pastor Bonnie's been saved since about she was twelve. So <laughs> I can't deal with her. I ain't been saved that long. I'm trying to help y'all. I'm trying to keep y'all in the ground. Because I got one more verse to do when we go I'm gonna prophesy and we we'll gonna go home. Listen. So. When, 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 when I was spit them spitballs, so then now the phone call came. It was a group of us, and you know he had, you know we would, we would be caught together. But it seemed like I would be the one that always got they called my house. <laughs> and there would be other jokes that had spit them spitballs, and it wasn't me. But anyway, he called my house. <laughs> He called my house and my daddy got to come into to the school. And my daddy gone to the school and he had his conversation. He said, well, Jonas has been pitballs, and ain't no spitball delay. There ain't no, ain't no, my, he would call it horseplay. My seventh grade teacher, would say horseplay. He has this too much horseplay with Jonas and he needs to cut it out. So listen, so now athlete's been established that I'm in the wrong. Yes. Because I've broken the rule of the teacher. Amen. And then at that time, even if you was right, Whatever the teacher said was right. Because you don't go against another adult. See, y'all, see, see, y'all new school folk don't understand this. Because them people in the school city, y'all know. y'all, Them mamas done came and cussed y'all out. And they done said a whole lot of stuff against you and all that stuff. And their kid was damn wrong, but they protected them. And it was wrong. But if you was wrong, so I had to deal with the consequences when I got home. By the time I had to leave and go to work. But by the time I got home, it was waiting on me. It was leather It was long had a couple of holes in it And it would get on my rear end And I had to learn lessons Not to spit them spitballs Because there were consequences to the actions And there was responsibility that I had And that what happens now People are not being accountable and you want to make your child right all the time. And so now they have no fear of consequences. So now they're constantly rebellious. They're constantly disobedient. They're constantly defiant because we don't have any accountability. They wronged his seven left shoes and you still trying to come in and tell me, my baby Johnny is too sweet he wouldn't do that. You're not with Johnny 24 hours a day, honey, and while Johnny's here in his class, he's spitting spitballs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, what position. So now I have to realize that there's consequences. Yeah. Amen. And I'm going to miss the mark. Yeah. I'm going to mess up. Yep. And then, <laughs> what was so good? Your, 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 your parents made you confess. <laughs> yeah, Would you want this, 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 this Would you want this in the Would you want this this? Would you want this? And they're gonna hit you till you say yes. You thought the confession room started with the police? No, the confession room started in my house. Under a brutality. <laughs> it was beaten out of me the confession. But you had to say yes. So now, let's 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 close this thing out, because I, I shared it with you because I want you to understand that you have to be. Did you have to be? If you're gonna keep God fighting for you, Amen. And standing up for you, and doing what He wants to do, and and, and being the, uh, the protector that He said He's gonna be with you, you have to be honest with yourself Amen. and honest with God, Amen. because God knows everything. Amen. It's nothing on, we can on. hide from Him. Teach, It's nothing we can hide from Him. So now let's go to First John and we're gonna close it out. Man, that's good. Wow. <clears throat> Amen. Hey, first John chapter 1. First John, not John, First John, yeah. chapter 1, mm-hmm. verse 8. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yes. I mean in the NIV. and I be. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. Wow. And the truth is not in us. Amen. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Yes. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Right. You are not going to make your parents out to be a Amen. liar. <laughs> Amen. Baby, I confessed and you had to own up to it. You had to deal with it. Yes. Because you had them come out here, waste time from their job, do what they had to do, and come up here and see this teacher because you're up here acting a fool. You're going to have to deal with it. But God says, he said, if you will confess. Let me read this again, we're going to close it. It's doing good. This is 1146. i got a good time. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. The reason why we deceive ourselves is because that's what the enemy is. He's a deceiver. So the enemy makes you feel deceived to think that you don't have any sin, that you don't miss the mark. And so he gets you to a position where you don't want to confess because that's where pride comes in at. See, Lucifer's not confessing all the wrong he did. He ain't, he ain't owning up to that. He's a liar. He said if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Wow. Amen. 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 Close the book. So